Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Down on WEMF Radio. <laughs> nah, it's all good. My man jumped in and, uh, well, you know what's messed up? It's like my, uh, my headphones. Hold on. <clears throat> Gotta get back clear. There you those, go. Those clear lungs going on, which kind of bro- uh, bugged out. I had bronchitis for the last couple of weeks, so. Yeah, hey, right. man. You know, I-, I feel like it's just putting me more in tune with the background music. Yeah, which is like the worst thing you could possibly do because it's like, yo, man, I'm matching. Uh, 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 I'm not Tom Waits' rasp. I think that makes me more in tune with the artist. Like, I'm uh, Robert Lozier. Yeah, yeah, which means you need the lozenge, Joe. But yo, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. As you heard, I am Pat B. On the side of me is my road dog himself. His name is Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How we doing? Uh, Don't miss the pound right uh, there. And of always. course, it's always good to see you, my friend. It's always good to see my man James. That's right. In the house. We have the Thriller mm-hmm. Priest himself. Wearing the Bootyo shirt oh, and everything. That's right. That's right. actually came in with the Bootyo shirt. Got to support, man. I came in this afternoon. It was like, yup, I'm, <laughs> I'm turning around to put this on, son. Uh, Yo, give, absolutely. Give cats a quick lowdown on Bootyos if they don't know. <laughs> since they can't see your illustrious no, we, we, uh, We've mentioned Bootyos we from, Wrestle, from WrestleMania. Yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> yes, it's we perfect. have. Yes, yeah. we have. In short, uh, it is a fictional cereal produced by The New Day. Um, the leading the leading stable in the WWE of, of today, and uh, it's you'd be surprised just how much um, stock is going into this to the point where <laughs> people are going out to buy the T-shirt because it comes in a box. And you actually Rudios. wearing the T-shirt and I am right rocking now, which this means you invested in this. Yes, I have absolutely. The gimmick is an amazing gimmick. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, perfect. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not hating, but. Yeah, it's it's, it's bootios. Yes, it is. Popper, and I kind of want a bowl. I'm just yeah. saying. Hey, man. Because they make sure you ain't oh. booty. <laughs> <laughs> but right, it's well, good to just... see. It's sorry. Right, it's good to see both of you again. I know we we actually got to meet up uh, just the other day. Occasions outside of the studio, we got right. down to play a uh, nice, nice long extensive round of Dragoon, and uh, we'll give you all the latest and. Well, latest, please, the game isn't out yet. But yep. we'll give you all the inside stuff on gameplay and the proper review of Dragoon later on in the show. We have news. We have a couple of solid reviews for you. We're going to jump right into it because, Adam, my man, you have uh, just some film news, which well, some film info, yeah, which makes just, me happy. Just a little info. Of course, the Independent Film Festival of Boston is mm. taking place. It's from uh, April 27th uh, to May 4th, and this is a... A festival that's been going on for for quite a while now, around ten years or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It's it's, uh, it's, it's getting into a, a kind of a big deal, and they always have a, a good films, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and, and better and better. And um, yeah, so we got pra- uh, passes to go see uh, the festival this year. You know, we get to go over and, and take a look at some of the films and documentaries and narrative shorts and and all the stuff that'll be happening. So I'm hopefully going to get over there for the opening night. On uh, this next Wednesday, and uh, they're showing a film called High Rise that I'll be interested in watching. And then um, on Friday night, uh, they have a, a nice film called uh, Morris from America, which is, uh, I think it has Craig Robinson in it. And it's been kind of, it, it came out during Sundance and made a kind of a big splash. So that'll be happening there. And they have various parties. And they have like an opening night uh, party on Wednesday. They have closing night, and then they give awards. And it's just a really good um 
little festival to kind of you know go into and you can spend the whole day watching movies you can buy individual uh movie passes you can uh go you can buy a whole package i think they're still available well, I'm with and that wicked cats go to actually get get their hands uh, it's off probably ifbb uh uh dot org i think is where you can buy them of course right, if you so go right to the, yeah if you go oh, wait, right, sorry that's the wrong site yeah no, <laughs> or you no, can go right I to F- the box right to the box office so most of the films are going to take place at the somerville theater they have like five um yeah they cover five those. cinemas There's in the, there so it's going to be the whole. It's going to be the whole thing. So you're not going to have normal movies there that week. Mm-hmm. It'll just be dedicated to the Independent Film Festival of Boston. They also have films at the the Brattle Theater. Mm-hmm. They're also going to have films at um, uh, the Coolidge. Is another one at the, the Coolidge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's really good to get out to Davis Square. It's a good excuse to kind of get over there and hang out. And there's going to be a bunch of film people walking around. And it's just really good if you're really into to movies, you know, and the docs of any sort of you know type of film filmmaking anything like that it's really good they have panels and discussions and nice. and so it's just really good to go and get involved and and you'll probably see a bunch of you know in the press a lot of see a lot of the actors and directors <laughs> there walking around so it's it's good to kind of go nice. try to bother these people because that's where they're there you know to be bothered to be asked a whole bunch honestly about, so. i mean something like that is just amazing i'm a firm believer without a doubt you are not truly a fan of anything if you don't support the indie scene of whatever that is, why are you waiting yeah. for a script? Without a doubt, mm-hmm. if you are not a fan of, <laughs> if you're not a fan, if you are a fan of music, you mm-hmm. can't be truly a fan of music unless you sort support the indie scene. Yeah. Same thing with pro wrestling. Of course, the same thing with film. Yeah. See, the first the first one I went to it was years ago, and I saw they had a little pamphlet I picked up from like Newberry Comics. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I was new to the city at the time. It's probably two thousand five, two thousand six. And Before I knew, it broke your spirit. Yeah. So this is, I went over to the Somerville Theater. It was the opening night. It was on Wednesday then as well. And it was a movie called Lonesome Jim, and it was directed by Steve Buscemi. And it started like nice. Casey Affleck and Liv Tyler. And so I went over and, and somehow got a ticket. Some guy that uh, had bought a ticket earlier said he couldn't go. And he went up to, like, there was a giant line to, like, buy secondary tickets if they came available. Mm-hmm. So I ended up buying this guy's ticket. I went in there and sat down. You scalped the ticket, man. You know you did. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't scalp it. I bought a scalp ticket, perhaps. You no, know? That, 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 <laughs> no, that's what scalping entails. You paid. It just didn't no, come no, 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 no. He didn't scalp. He purchased. He purchased. Sorry, scalp. I'm sorry. The seller you, you, is you, the scalper. You purchased a <laughs> scalp ticket. World, world difference. Like the hot ticket to watch some indie movie in Somerville. Yeah, it's like hey, hey man, <laughs> yo, playoff game or dude, something. Dude, like. cat, cats will scalp tickets to anything. Okay, yeah. I once saw a dude trying to hawk ticket to well, a. Well, he, he only had okay, one. So and it was ain't... already torn open. Regardless, whatever. So I. Went. Oh wait, wait! You got the open box ticket to the, <laughs> to the film festival? That was going. Leave on? it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> so I went to the party. Perfectly legal. Just bought in the back. So I went to the party afterwards. Cash anyway, only. are you done? No cops. <laughs> Jesus. So I went to the party afterwards, and then Steve Buscemi was there walking around, and I ended up, nice. you know, rubbing arms with him. So like, we sat there, you know, nice. shooting the stuff, and it was it was great. And that's wait, wait, what so happens with does, does he look like you know that? that He's a that, smaller that guy than you would you would expect. He was kind really? of you know hobbled over, like huh. just really uh, like. Um, Damn, because he looks pretty gremlin esque on film. He's very He's low key, and I didn't notice because he was kind of standing behind me, and I like bummed. I was like, oh, was, oh, excuse me, yeah. And it was, <laughs> like, dude, you was Mr. Pink, dude. Yeah, you know that's exactly what I said. I was. Like, you're Mr. Pink. He's like, yeah, I know him. Uh, yeah, I was, wasn't I? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, wait, was he like pissed that. at that? No, no. I mean, he directed the film. Everyone was kind of bumping him, but that was the first thing. That's the only thing I could get. I was like, you're Mr. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you. Man. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. Like, they'll have all these, you know, 
directors and actors, you mm. know, all coming to the city of Boston to, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool, man. Give them the URL again. The cats are going to scalp the ticket of the iffboston.org nice so that'll right. be it if you have or you just go to the box office on any given day there's a possibility to get in yeah check it out yo but definitely hit, hit buy ahead of time just to be safe but yeah. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool to just go over there and hang out if that's your thing but mm-hmm. yeah, and your, pro- your best bet might be and back me up uh, correct me if I'm wrong might be uh, the screenings at the Kendall mostly because the one at the Brattle the one at the Coolidge I don't know if they have Kendall the, uh, the I, thought, I, thought Kendall, I thought Kendall was one of the no uh, I don't five. think the Kendall's doing uh, doing anything oh never mind then open foot insert mouth <laughs> All right, let's jump but in. But they a little have. Bit of, I just don't think they're doing anything this year. Nah, it's all good. Um, let's jump into a little bit of news here, real quick. Because uh, oddly enough, not on the film tip, which kind of bumps me. And out. no one died, right? Uh, well, actually, no. <laughs> there, there was a death um, uh, just today, actually. If you recall, uh, did you ever watch Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the mother on uh, what, Everybody Loves Raymond. She passed away earlier today, man. man. Yeah. Did I not get that bit of news? Yeah. I just put my foot in my mouth. No, I missed it too, man. Adam, it's okay. We're used to being used to being out of touch, man. I mean, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just don't care about actors. I understand how it is. Oh brother. my god! You know what I'm saying? Here you nah, go. Nah, Here it, you it's, go, man. It's, it's okay, man. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's judging you for your for your lack of respect. <laughs> Of the art, <laughs> yeah. um, and 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 the heralded the the the, 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 the storied career. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, dude. I'm messing with you. Yeah. Nah. Um. Doris Roberts, though. Uh. Star yeah. of Everybody Loves Raymond. Star of a bunch of other. Dude, I remember her in movie. Okay, she was grandma's, a grandma's boy. boy. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Why are we remembering yeah. that? She's probably done so much better work. Yeah. You know well, I mean? no, I mean it of was. Course a, she has, but she was, you know, walking around. These are the in that nice movie. memories we have of her. You know, right. Everybody Loves Raymond. She was kind of mean, kind of obnoxious. I don't know. Um, I never grandma's watched boy. Her. Never. No. Oh, it was an interesting. I mean, show. I've I've caught episodes, but yeah, it's not mine. Okay, it was one of the ones you jumped on early, or you didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you either like to stick or you don't. Yeah, Doris Roberts, man, she did a lot of work for a long time. She was one of those faces. You'd see in movies and never really knew the name, you know. Like there's a lot of people like that, uh, where it's like I know th- I know that actor's uh, that actor's face, and uh, they were in this movie, they were in that movie, they were in that TV show, they were in blank, blank, blank. And I think it was actually Everybody Loves Raymond where she really did stand out right. in a key role. Yeah, you know, I, I we mentioned Grandma's Boy. I liked her in Grandma's Boy, but I know her specifically from Everybody Loves Raymond. Right. Uh, I think mm-hmm. everyone's obviously that's what she's going to be attached to forever, which is you know it had a great run. It was it a very a popular run. TV show, and mm-hmm. she's she was a great actress, and she. And she definitely rocked that role, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I do. I mean, because Brad Garrett won't be nobody if, I, if it wasn't <laughs> everybody loves Raymond. Well, in, in all fairness, for our, I mean, gener- for our generation, Brad Garrett, no, no, no. For our generation, Brad Garrett was two things. Was Big Dog from Two Stupid Dogs. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he was that serial, that uh, that uh, mob assassin that was chasing Will Smith in that episode of Fresh Prince. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, yeah. man. Yeah. I didn't remember that you just said that. that yeah, that's too. right. But that's right. But the second I said it, though, it came back, didn't it? Pulled his face off. Well, it was jazzed at the me, end. Man. Nah, that's the wrong <laughs> had show. Had bro. to get one in. That's, that's the wrong episode, my man. <laughs> I know. Nah, dude. Um, Doris Roberts uh, passed away. Just, I mean, she had a she had a good career, had a good life, and it's always sad when people we know from basically our not childhoods, but just we know. Uh, that we seemingly grew up with seeing on screen passes, you know, because that's like a bit of your past dying off. But, you know, hopefully now she's in a better place. Doris Roberts, rest in peace. Rest in peace, absolutely. What else we got? Uh, Well, in somewhat happier news, International Tabletop Day is coming up. Uh, So, yes, only somewhat. Well, I mean, okay, they're making making some changes to the format, and this may or may not sit well with some people. Uh, International Tabletop Day, to anyone who doesn't know, is a uh, national event... Uh, that was really founded by Geek and Sundry, 
which is uh, Will Wheaton's company. Also, uh, working with uh, Felicia Day, a few other people. Basically, a few other, a few of the other like uh, like uh, I guess uh, A list geeks uh, in Hollywood now. You know, the top the top celebrities that are known primarily for having the large geek followings. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't mean like Nathan Fillion who does stuff the geeks like. I mean, okay, people people like Will Wheaton, people like uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Hardwick. That are yeah. basically celebrity geeks, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Geek and Sundry is their is uh, their uh, company that uh, has sponsored, uh, has founded um, International Tabletop Day. It's now in its fourth year, and this is a day where um, folks are encouraged to get out and actually do tabletop gaming with people they don't know. You know, so get out and socialize, and you know, get involved in new gaming communities, try new games, you know, expose yourself to new crowds and new people. How does one get involved? It's so funny. Be like, oh, you know, it's National Tabletop Day, and you go up to a random stranger. Do you want to play this game oh, with me? It's like, okay, hey, okay, not not, not quite like that. <laughs> um, what they do is uh, local gaming stores, comic shops, things like that that have gaming space. Yeah, uh, they can get uh, specific gaming kits yeah. uh, from Geek and Sundry that have game that have um like you know new release games. Uh, some of them are kick are, are Kickstarter games that are uh, great opportunities for new companies yeah. that have new types of games well, to really get exposure. But these kits go to uh, different stores, and stores can buy like different size kits to have to uh, offer gameplay days and gameplay hours and such for their uh, community. So it's basically an incentive for different people that wouldn't normally go to like their gaming nights on Tuesdays, their gaming nights on yeah. Saturdays, to really get involved and meet new people that maybe they've never come across, but are all into like the same type of gaming. Dude, I love cards against humanity but i don't play on wednesdays that's amazing i love apples to apples but i was i was hoping it was a little more dirty well you know <laughs> you're in luck because on thursday tonight you know it's that type of setup and what they've the well the change i mentioned earlier is before, uh, last year the last couple of years it was popular in the first year so they expanded it and then they expanded it more uh last year they had upwards of three thousand uh different sets that went to um uh gaming that went to uh, gaming stores around the country and I mean, they they're out of three thousand, and among the uh, on top of that, they had another eight hundred and fifty of uh, of special kits that went out. So it's not just the regular ones that went out, but uh, special ones that were of larger size that had uh, what do you call it? Um, like uh, I want to say unique games, but like just uh, spe- exclusive. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Exclusive games that only went to certain places. And I'm thinking in a uh, in an effort to make it more widely accessible. Because you say, oh, hey, Adam, I'm giving you an exclusive game that James doesn't get to play. You know, it's that kind of setup. It may, it kind of defeats the purpose of right. sending to every game, every gaming store and having everyone be able yeah, to play to be together. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so what they're doing now is they, they've uh, limited the amount of games, that, of, uh, of kits they're actually producing and uh, making available for purchase to 300. Okay. And then, uh, and then making the, uh, their distribution more widespread. So now there'll be fewer places to play, but, like, more centralized. So... Instead of being like this, this store will only have this. Where this one will have these, and you want to play this game, it's only available here, here, and here, and you're gonna have to travel for that. It's like no, every place will have the same games made available, and larger groups can go to different to different stores and meet more people, play with more people, have more opportunity to expose themselves to different games, but have it all be on the same like you know level, uh, even keel. So, some folks like the exclusivity. 
You know, some folks like that. In my opinion, it's, it's kind of elitism. I agree. It, yeah, you know, I want to play this one because y'all can't play it. Like, no, this is a Everyone game. Everyone wants something, you know, game. to be in on something that no one else has. Well, no, yeah, and there's nothing thing, wrong right? with that. Usually there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not the purpose of International Tabletop Day. And right. I think that they're, they're trying to go back to the um, the core purpose for this. Well, then you can't really have new stuff because everyone wants to play the new thing and be the first one well, to do dude, it. You, know, okay. it's mm-hmm. one you can do that three the, the other 364 days a year. And this day, you know, work with the proletariat. I don't know. You know? I mean, I mean, game with the dirty commoners. I mean, Adam has a point though. I mean, because I mean, recent news of uh, this little sidestep, but back to the main step. Yep. Um, apparently, President Obama has access to the uh, to the brand new Game of Thrones series before everybody else. <laughs> and some reporter, <laughs> some reporter is suing him, uh, suing the White House rather, yeah, in I'm order sure for that one's as a Freedom out. Information <laughs> Act, mm-hmm. part of the Freedom Information Act, for him as a public employee, the president, to release the brand new um, Game of Thrones you early. Yeah, Kid you that- not, it's on the news, but it's like it goes back to what Adam was saying, though, this notion of like, oh. I want to. I want to have the exclusive, and you can't the have the exclusive. The Freedom of Information Act doesn't cover. I agree. It's ridiculous. Stuff, it's ridiculous. I mean? But the guy's taking a stab at it. Some reporter from some. Some. Yeah, I wonder how that goes. Right. He's going to be audited for the rest of his life. Yeah, you know, I've, never, I've never been a fan of Guantanamo, but I might be one. Of, yeah, but dude, I like I mean, the color orange. So I'm gonna try that. Yo, if, okay, if, there's, if they're going to make an exception for anybody, I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay, the leader of the free world probably should get give him a sneak peek. Give just yeah, you know, t- yeah. Like, just. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. even know what to say to that guy. For, yeah, for real, good luck. right? Good luck, you know. Him and maybe Nathan Philly. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Just, 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 just a quick peek. Nate That's Fillion. all. Yeah. Hey, you don't like Nathan Fillion? You don't like Captain I Mouse? Do, I do like Nate Philly. Yeah. Two mentions in one show. I don't. I don't. Fine. He's I'm, had it good enough. All right. Uh, 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 <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. Maybe I should. Maybe I should say Nolan, uh, Nolan North then. The pseudo Nathan Fillion. Sure. The man who's made his career off of, off of impersonations. Don't you dare bring up Will Wheaton again, man. I'll you don't like out. Will? I'll flip it. Actually, no. Oh, like, 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 whoa, you like, just like, like, messing around. No, 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 he, he's messing around. Between you and Pat. Between you and Pat and the Will Wheaton. Okay, you stop. You stop that right now. I've never once said I hate Will Wheaton, and you, you be coming on the show. No. Yes, you have. Will Wheaton is like the kiss of death for shows, okay? This brother comes on <laughs> when things are on their last legs. Even he is the human jump shark jump. Even his okay? best friend when you stand introduce, by me That doesn't mean dead. I don't love his oh, work. Bro. Stand By Me was the sh- was, 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 was dope. You All said, right. without a doubt, yeah. I hate listening to audiobooks with Will Wheaton. Oh, no, that's different. I, said, I don't like his voice. I don't like his voice. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like his voice or his reading style. That doesn't mean I don't like the man. <laughs> You, your voice okay. sucks, bro. But you know, I, I like you though. Like, that, what? That, that's that's exactly how it is, yo. For real, that's Dude, bananas, okay. man. All I'm saying is, I've I've heard good audiobooks where there's cats who come on, they act, they do different voices. I hear like you know turmoil in their voice when it's like you know the hard times, and I hear sadness when it's like you know, the depressing parts of the story, and I hear vigor Why when you it's just anger read and the action. Book? Because I want to be read too, man. Me too. Yeah, me too. You know, and we, we, it's not my I favorite. Get it if you like running and you throw it on, like you know what I mean, or something like that, you you incorporate it into other activities. But just sitting, do you just sit there? All right, look. I never got any books. Not I don't. The, I'm not usually not, walking to work or something. Yeah, dude, yeah, right. man. On the T, it's just like cats who bought a book. I'm like, yo, I've got literally. Uh, four minutes on one. Uh, four minutes on one train. I, tr- I, tr- I switch to the next one. I've got twenty minutes. I, I, I switch just... to the, the shuttle bus, and now it can be literally. It can be seven minutes, or it can be like you know thirty-seven minutes, depending on traffic. Well, I guess this is Boston, and depending on the day, depending on snow. You know, I never know what's going on. The audiobook is like I can consistently get the story mm-hmm. and well, it, and I never have that break. I'm not pulling out a book and then I got to put it away real quick and I'm fumbling with the thing. I'm going to miss my stop because I dropped the damn thing because <laughs> the little Asian girls like, you know, elbow me in the ribs and I can't be like, excuse me, I'm tall. Get out. My, you know, it's like it's 
Well, I was talking about Will Wheaton. I like Will yeah, Wheaton. Yeah, we, we just, like we just had a huge divergence. <laughs> Yo, because you be you have these like false allegations to be cast. I was cast. just gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet Will Wheaton one day. He's gonna punch me in the chest like Dr. King did. Dude, we've let me to get America. a word in here. Okay, I'll, that's I'll, what. I'll, I'll finish the story. All right, nah. fine, Adam. Express nah, your Will Wheaton nah, hate. we're good. We're good. All right. Well, um, Geek and Sundry is Will Wheaton's uh, uh, operation. They're the ones that actually are promoting uh, International Tabletop Day, which is, I think, a great endeavor. Um, the company is taking it back to basics now uh, by, uh, by offering, um, by just distributing the 300 games this time, the 300 different kits, excuse me, uh, for this International Tabletop Day. But International Tabletop Day is uh, coming up on April 30th. I encourage anybody who's into games who may just want to check out uh, some new titles or may just, you know, want to meet some new gamers, socialize, you know, uh, make a new make make a friend. I don't know. Make an enemy. Meet someone to talk some smack to as you whoop that ass. Uh, Find the gaming store and like get down. It's all in good fun in the spirit of good fun. And if you want more information specifically on uh, international table and international. Damn, how do you have to make the game so long? On International Tabletop Day, you can go to geekandsundry.com and check them out. Um, shoot, man, I, I, lo- I love the concept. I think it, act- it actually really is a good endeavor. Uh, we'll jump into one more news story real quick, and then I know Adam has some serious stuff to lay on us. But, yo, dig this. Ubisoft has threatened to quote-unquote punish players who exploited a glitch in The Division recently. Uh, now, in the Falcon Lost Incursion, players found an exploit that allowed players to bypass most of the content and, uh, easy, and easily collect rewards like uh, high-end weapons and play modes and stuff. Now, what's cool about, well, what I find cool about this is uh, it came out, well, fairly recently. And up until the release, they're like, oh my god, The Division's releasing the hardest uh, game mode ever. The Incursion is going to be, it's going to blow people's minds. It's got so many levels and hits you with wave after wave of, of enemies. And, you know, I'm telling you, Falcon Lost is going to amaze you. It's going to change your life. Your gaming will never be the same. It's like, yo, they hyped it up to crazy degrees. They had, like, different sites had guides on how you get past different parts and the waves you're going to face and different strategies and all this stuff. The game comes out, and I think it was, like, within a, the first couple of hours, cats are like, oh, I found something where if I <clears throat> if I activate uh, the mobile, um, what do you call it, a mobile camel mode, and then right when I get to this, quote-unquote, extremely hard boss, this impossible boss, literally go up to a wall, and you can phase through it like those old school games. Basically, think like you know Super Mario Brothers, where I jump uh, over yep. the bricks, mm-hmm. and so them going back. Or you know, everyone had that thing where you got to jump into it backwards and you phase through. You can actually phase through, and what that actually does is it's like some amount of Goldeneye, man. It puts you in a different part of the level where you're completely ignored by all the enemies. Now they're still there, and you're still like fighting them, but no one's attacking you back. No one's paying attention to you. They're all paying attention to the NPCs. So you just like, you know, start throwing uh, sticky bombs all, all over the place. Just like, you know, lay back, bide your time and cats would just, just like that. Just, just, just blazing through and collecting high-end weapons. <laughs> just, yeah, for real. All I do was win, 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 win. win. You know, it, it was... So it was they're going to take action to uh, stop people from doing that? Yeah, yeah. So. Because of this, now, because of this uh, exploit that was in their game that was already buggy as hell. Uh, Ubisoft has since corrected the glitch uh, that was causing this, and because it's still within such a short time span, they're gauging the folks who have the uh, the prizes from this, the high-end weapons, 
and such, and they're they've threatened to punish them. To how quote, do you punish? The, how can? How does that even work? How? How does? Well, here's the thing: like they can do any come, number of things. About. Yeah, they can do any number of things. To, because they presented something that was faulty. Someone used it. And now they're like, "Well, you can't do that." It's yeah. like, "Well, um, why did you present us with a game that was this faulty in the first time?" Shouldn't you know? Yeah, they all I'm saying that sounds like better. an Easter egg to me. That's all. That sounds like them jokers saw the Easter egg and they ran with it, and now Ubisoft's bitter. That it yeah. all happened. And it's like, come on now. You're going to punish them, like Adam said, mm-hmm. with your buggy game. Now you're going to hit them up with some sort of quote-unquote punishment that Pat's about to explain Man. what it can be. So what, what like can be these punishments? What can yeah. be is as simple as they could just, like, take away the weapons and let cats continue about their business. Mm-hmm. You know, what also can be is they said, you know what? Nah, you violated some kind of uh, some kind of sacred trust or, or, or pact or well, some, something like or other. And then, can, and then, like, suspend an account. You know, they could detriment their gameplay, yeah, well, so it's like, like you like only have the bullies, lower level. And someone's pretty finally, much. like, found out how to beat them, and now they're, like, going to go over and tell their dad. No, pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. They're on some Lego My Ego status. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> I can do anything. Man, basically, this comes... It does sound like bullying, though. You know, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you used that term, because it's like we designed it this way. Because you found a way to get over... And I mean, it's not like they went in and hacked the game. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. through, le- through legitimate gameplay, found an error that uh, Ubisoft allowed to pass. Well, it's not like Ubisoft yeah. also is really, they're not really hurt by anything like that. You know? No, it's dude, like, and in fact, like the, the Division, even... dude, the, the reviews on the, on the Division have been like up and down. Like some folks said it's the greatest game ever. Some folks have said it's hot garbage, you know, but <laughs> because of that, it's still their highest uh, selling game to date. Like, this has blown everything else out of the water. So I don't really see what they're complaining about. You yeah. know, I mean, regardless, yo, they, every, yo, even... It's like, they're fine. They got their money. Now they're going to attack the little man for, for just, you know, doing something that was presented right in front of them. Man, it's like, yeah, they like, are sitting pretty and people, just need... These this, gamers this aren't going to use the honor system any, you know, what do they expect? Come on now, it's not built for them to do that. It's not built for them to do that. This is them puffing out their chest like, yo, man, you can't do that in our game. We don't want you to... It's like, okay, you know, how about you fix, fix the glitch and then get the hell on, which they've done. But now the whole thing is, well, we gotta punish these people, so we're gonna punish them. How are you gonna punish them? Oh, we'll we'll do something. That and they have and they haven't like, said what that's going to be yet. Almost makes me want to like boycott Ubisoft. Nah, Honestly, I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't go over. that far. Um, I don't think anything will actually come of this. I, I have had for my entire life anyway. I don't play much of that stuff. So. Honestly, I mean, I, it, it made me think twice too, without yeah. a doubt. Because I mean, yeah. how, how what are you saying to your fans by doing that? You're right. You know, what I mean, I would go out there and I purchase your game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, especially if you're one who supports Ubisoft for this long, however long. I mean, I stopped supporting Ubisoft since they took forever to drop Rayman Two back on back on, back on PS One. You know, what that, I mean? that, was, so that, was, that was the last straw, brother. That was the last straw. Man. I was waiting for Rayman Two Man. to drop, and they drop. Um, <laughs> so I'm not speaking as me, but if you were a fan of this organization and you support their games, and all of a sudden they hit you with something like this, mm-hmm. that's garbage. And it's like it's, it's messed up, man. It really is. So I'm with Adam on this one. I'm yeah. with, I wouldn't blame folks. They start boycotting. Damn, you know me either. But here's here's the problem. Um, you like outra- their stuff out- too much. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Outrage has never really stopped sales. This will create no, all right. types of arguments Absolutely. online. Reddit will blow up even more than it has. Like Reddit's been crazy right. for this, mm-hmm. but people will still like buy the games. People will still patron uh, patronize the they need- um, Reddit the online this servers. Yeah, yeah. This, this was the thing. This, yeah. this is the one that broke the um, But pe- people will still patronize the servers, and they know this, so they'll Absolutely. still get their money, or they'll get more of their money. And they put this out. All it does is create buzz. So I think that was main, their main incentive to create more actual, like you know, uh, what do you call it? Actual press for them, actual media hype. And they don't have to do anything, but the concept of oh no, we'll we'll do it. Don't don't tempt us. Uh, gets more people talking about the game, and then some people want to check it out. Like yo, let me see what the big deal is if they weren't playing. 
So that's what's going to happen. Either way, Ubisoft has threatened it, so be aware if you're a player of the division. I'd They're say coming keep, for you. Keep doing it. Who cares? Yeah. Let him come. Yeah, Let him come. Oh, I dare him. Oh, wow. Adam Willis. Yeah, laying it down right His now. account name. No. Oh, um, on that. <laughs> all right. Well, no. Well, no okay, Adam. You, dude, let me give you the floor, man, because you, my man, got to check out Black Panther number one. Lay some right. comics on us, my friend. Well, this is like this is the one comic in the in recent memory that I've actually wanted to really get out and and grab this book, and then I think is the one that quelled the hatred. Well, I you know I have no experience with Black Panther really. This is the first Black Panther book I've I bought really? and actually paid attention to. Yeah, and so I mean, Wait, th- as many times as I've hosted this show in 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 in, in, in those uh, in that Black Panther onesie. You're gonna tell me you have no experience. <laughs> I mean, I've, yeah, I've, I've noticed it, but I mean, I came this close to buying it, so I'm really glad that you actually did. Well, so you break it down. So I kind of first... wanted. To... Oh, sorry. I kind of wanted to check it out after uh, Secret Wars, like it ended really exactly. heavily. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Don't so, tell me because I didn't read. I, I got the Civil Wars, oh. Black Panther, but I ain't finished reading it yet. All right, so, all right. so, so I kind of came in blind. You know what I mean? So I, I think uh, you know this book is sold out all over the country, and mm-hmm. I, it took me like a week to get it. You know what I mean? I had to wait for the time to get restocked at the you know. At New England Comics over in uh, Brookline is where oh, I got. Yeah. I had a guy hold a copy for Quick me. Quick plug. Quick plug. And this, plug. And this is, of course, because uh, you know Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, is, mm-hmm. is has authored this book, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a big deal. You know, it's not very often that you know comic books or really any sort of publication can get a National Book Award winner mm-hmm. to you know to to write some funny pages for them, and this is uh, obviously uh, written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, who did win the book award, and he his. Uh, book between the world and me is fantastic. You yeah, know what I mean. It's and just so it's like that kind of brings people, gets people's attention. And it's kind of a big splash. The guys, write, written for the Atlantic, writes about politics. Yeah, he's still a national correspondent for Atlantic. Yep. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. dropping him into this world, you know what I mean, and to have him kind of learn on the fly, and that's what you're seeing with this book. And this kind of drops you right into to Wakanda, and this is. Um, it, it, it's it, like I said, being blind, I didn't really uh, n- understand everything, but starting in the middle is kind of fun as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, this, like I said, it drops right into Wakanda, and there's like a this uprising in this city, and they're kind of like turning on uh, the Panther, their leader, uh, T'Challa. And this is a city with the most technologically advanced city, and the way he kind of writes it, because being a part of the Avengers, you know, going fighting, you know, things all over the world, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be, you know, the leader of this city in this in this country, and it's kind of like never there, and then you're kind of starting mm. to get that's kind of not sat well with the people, and there's someone else has infiltrated this this city now, and then there's uproar, and they're killing their own people, and it's kind of this whole big kind of civil war amongst this uh, amongst Wakandan people. Yeah, that's and been a long so time it, coming. I'm, I'm happy to see he approached this because I, I was afraid. Well, it's interesting when you think of a, a city this uh, this advanced. You know what I mean? And for the for for this universe, it's like they, it kind of has one ruler. It seems like kind of an antiquated notion in itself. No, no. Keep in mind, like that's one of that's been one of the main tenets of or at least in the Marvel universe yeah. of why Wakanda has been able to prosper because they've stuck to the system. Versus if you have if you look at like the well in the comics they look at the uh, like English monarchy where it's like yeah. you have the queen who's just like antiquated figurehead and then the actual country is run by like 75 other dukes and duchesses and so and so that is around wakanda uh is presented as being run by uh, the panther yeah is the end all be he's the he's the he's the he's the one he's the first say and the last say it's not like ruling by committee it's the it's he's the set decision the only other uh, um uh, uh nation in the um, in the Marvel universe, that's run like that is uh, Namor's kingdom. Yeah, and makes that's sense. one of, and that's one of the big things. Electavia. that 
Yep. Well, not very. Uh, yeah, but that's different. That's a that's a hard dictatorship. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Atlanteans actually like Namor. The Wakandans actually like uh, T'Challa. Yeah. And that was like one of the huge things they did is when they had Namor destroy Wakanda. Uh, it was like the one solid um, nation versus Spoiler. the other. For, well, what spoiler? Uh, uh, me, I, I ain't get that. That's here. not this book. That's I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, oh, okay, okay, I'm way behind. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, but that's like that's like two, three years. I know, ago. brother. I'm behind. Maybe, I'm oh, behind. Okay, my, my, that's, my, that's my bad. That's not you didn't know. That's me. My go bad. Ahead. But Adam, basically, what I'm getting at is that's one, been one of the main tenets of uh, of Wakanda, of Wakanda's current situation. Mm. And dude, I'm happy he's he's, he's preaching that because well, I was afraid. Kinda, that- yeah, it's 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 bringing a kind of it's a light where this is like maybe not going to work. You know what I mean? And mm. then you know he's getting advice from the people that are around him as well. It's just like he needs to go and you know <coughs> and seek out this person that's kind of like led these people to believe like there's rage there. It's like there needs to be an uprising. This isn't working. You know, for the best of the people. So it's mm. like these two sides. But it's like you have to be the warrior. But you have to be the intelligence behind the warrior as well. Mm. And so it's kind of like, you know, as you see, it's kind of going to lead into this whole, like, uh, a thing where he's got to do some soul searching and, like, what is best for his people, I think. And so it's, 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 it, it looks great. Brian Stelfry has illustrated this thing. And this is, mm. it's really good. They keep the, you know, the Panther with that, that sleek look. You know what I mean? They don't have, like, the cape, as you've seen him in, in Pastor Nick and as well. Mm-hmm. Right, well one it, solid question about this. Are they trying to force a movie tie-in, or is this... I don't think so. I, and, and reading interviews with, uh, uh, that Coates has done, uh, he's, doesn't have anything to do with the new movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're making a big push for the Black Panther. You know, he's going to be in the new Avengers, and he's going to have his own solo movie. Yeah, he's going to have his own And so cereal. he's... Yeah, Budios, yeah, too. Budios, too. He's, <laughs> so he's got this whole uh, idea that, well, Coates said, I don't need to be part of that. It's in good hands. All I'm going to do is work on this book. This is his first book. I don't think they're going to dump that much on his plate for a guy who's never really written. I mean, he could be, you know, a National Book Award winner. He could win the damn Pulitzer. If, I mean, he didn't win it today, but right. Uh, but it, you still don't know comics. And his whole thing is like, if it's not good, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I've done before. If it's, the book is not good, and it, it, but to me, it is. Okay. And What's so red- I am interested in issue two. I'm going to, you know, keep following this thing because it, it it's. It's it's well done, and I'm interested to see how he's going to progress as a comics writer. I mean, when I'm used to reading him talk about you know politics and mm-hmm. and, and, and things. Nice. So. so this earns your proper seal of approval. Absolutely. Just on a curiosity standpoint, whether or not I think the, the, this first book was absolutely outstanding. It was good, mm-hmm. but I'm more interested to see where it's going to go and see where he's going to go personally as mm-hmm. a, as a writer. Cool. Nice. I got, do got one question. Was Reggie Hudlin involved in, at all with this, or was this just a was just one I don't of those so. coats run with this? Yeah. I trust that you're not going to ruin Panther for me. Yeah, right. uh, nice. I think it was that, and I think they gave him uh, Stell Freeze, who's got you know 25 years out there. They're like mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I'll show him the ropes. But nice. I think his his style, I, I guess, is is a lot different. He's really hands on. He sends a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything I've read, and it's just kind of fascinating to see people uh, switch to doing. Mm-hmm. Like really different stuff, and so yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested. It's it's kind of fascinating to me. That's so, awesome, awesome man. So Black Panther number one, check number it out. Number one, yeah, the second one, May six. Nahisi Gots. All right, okay. Now from there we can jump in <clears throat> from one panther to another. Because, yo, we got to check out. Yeah, yo, yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the crew got to check out the Jungle Book. Uh, directed by John Favreau, 
Star, dude, man, the roster for this was crazy. It was bananas. I heard the this Rock roster played was, Baloo, right? The Rock, no, no, no. <laughs> no Bill, no, 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 the that, 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 Murray. Yeah, the Rock will, the Rock will be, uh, no, <laughs> the, the Rock will be Kai, and the Rock will be uh, uh, Bagheera in part two. Uh, when they need, when they need to, when they need to uh, reinvigorate <laughs> the, the franchise. One, yeah. Oh man, no, we're talking about the Jungle Book, starring Idris Elba, starring Bill Murray, starring uh, 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 Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. uh, starring the late. Gary Shandling. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. Excuse me. Larry Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Larry. We lost no, both those guys in the same day. Yeah, no, that, was, that was an inside <laughs> gag. But, dude, we're talking about uh, The Jungle Book, um, directed by John Favreau. It's, uh, it seems live action, and it was promoted as live action. It's actually all CG with a single live action actor. Right. Um, but I, I couldn't tell. So it's kind of like, uh, oh, what's the movie? Um, Pootie Tang. Yes, that's a good thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, um, well, Biggie Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean uh, like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type thing? A movie where you God, have uh, live action right. actors with mean. animated characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of this was done with uh, with CG. And Biggie one thing Shorty. that really jumped out at me is uh, I, I couldn't notice most of it. You know, a lot of it looked like actual animals. Uh, I mean, granted, they're talking and stuff, and they're on standing on hind yeah. legs, and you know, having like legit conversations about philosophy and things. So you, something's up. Yeah. You know, uh, but <laughs> um, no, a, a, this was this used from revolutionary uh, revolutionary techniques in animation, in which a lot of it uh, was not directly motion capture, but motion. I guess mimicry would be the proper term. Of uh, actual animal movements, you know, mm-hmm. animals in this were animated to move just like actual, you know, animals in the wild. Sure, bugged out. And you've been seeing a lot of that over the years, especially with Andy Serkis, what, yeah. what he's done with. You well, know, Andy Serkis, I believe, is some kind of animal himself. Right. I mean, like he did just, King you know, Kong. He's done anytime you need an animal <laughs> to kind of act like a human being or or something like that to be animated like over, like he's the dude. Like he, that's he his is. job. Ironically well, enough, niche, like Gollum, ironically that stuff. Ironically enough, he's actually dropping another Jungle Book. 2018. Is he right? Kid you not. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not automatically going to think the worst because I thought the worst of this and this movie. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say right now, blew me away. I've like, heard that. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, good. It was. It was, was, good it was amazing movie. Mm-hmm. All right, a general, a quick rundown. Um, the, if anyone doesn't know the story of the Jungle Book, <clears throat> give my voice on. The man cub Mowgli flees the jungle after a threat from the tiger Shere Khan, guided by Bagheera the panther and the bear Baloo. Mowgli embarks on a journey of self-discovery, though he also meets creatures who don't have his best interest at heart. Starring Neil Sethi as Mowgli and Bill Murray as Baloo, The Jungle Book. And then I was, then we'll, we'll, we'll insert like something from The Lion King or something. Ah, Savannah! <laughs> but dude, um, no, the cast in this I mentioned and I uh, picked up thing real quick because ben, uh, ben Kingsley was yep. Bagheera the, uh, the Panther, who was a larger part in this. Uh, Bagheera was one of the characters who's like there on the side and important. Well, that's his. No, but, that's his main dude in in the, in the animated. One. Well, yeah, but it's not one of the ones that stands out. Like when I think the jungle, when I really? think, say the Jungle Book, what comes to mind uh, off the bat? You well, know? Yeah, honestly, Baloo. it was, was Bagheera. Ex- exactly. Well, okay, okay. For you, it's Bagheera. For you, it's Baloo. For me, it's the music. Like it's the bare necessities, yeah. the simple. You know. mm-hmm. And you think bare necessities? You think um, uh, I want to walk like you, talk like you, mm-hmm. yeah. King Louis song. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a musical. Yeah, the original wasn't a musical. The, the original. And old yeah. King Louis. Like, <laughs> Before yeah. he stole his name. I will say this. Um, <laughs> a lot of interesting uh, interesting twists and turns uh, were done with this with this movie. Like, uh, for example, it's not a spoiler to say King Louis was not an orangutan. 
uh, Favreau made a lot of very specific animal choices to uh, make it more accurate to uh, what would be present in India at the, uh, well, not just at the time, but in general. And orangutans weren't native to uh, India. They're not native now to India. Mm. But what was native at one point was the Gigantopithecus, a prehistoric gigantic, uh, well, orangutan-like <laughs> ape. And it worked perfectly. It a lot of a lot of character types were redesigned. Not like, you know, oh, we got to make it updated and give them a backwards hat and sunglasses. None of that <laughs> BS. Um, it was just revamped to make things seem more and more in line with what um, these types of roles would be. You know, uh, basically, Shikawa was a thug. This dude, this, this dude, like, yo, Shikawa was gangster, yo, man. He this really is, was. Like, dude. he... Stringer Bell, son, is what he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Stringer Bell was a punk. Yeah. I, I never liked Stringer Bell. Okay, okay. He's, uh, have you been watching Daredevil? He's yep. the kingpin. He's just the understated, like, yeah. he does, this dude, he's very calm. You know, he's very, he's very, he, 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 he seems Calculated like, yeah, he seems almost bumbling until he does some stuff. Then you're like, oh, but, God, oh, yeah, overkill, overkill. And everything about Shere Khan just screamed, do not mess with this dude. And then he messed up people who didn't mess with him. Um, <laughs> he yo, was not the one to mess with. Absolutely not. Voiced by Idris Elba, who I thought did a, a, a phenomenal job. Yeah, Amazing surprising. job. Yeah, because that guy just does it. He, he only does good work. That's what's so good, you know? Well, yeah, but that's the thing. We're used to seeing him do good work. Yeah. This is just his voice and right. emotion. I, I was terrified myself. Like, not that I'm going and facing did down he tigers. Did like, English Ugh. inflection on it? All he right. did, but every, everyone kind of did. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The only negative I'll say about this because I don't have much negative to say about it, is the kid Mowgli himself. Why? Really? Well, I like... Well, first of all, I thought the actor did mm-hmm. uh, a phenomenal job considering how young he was and what he had to work with, this mm-hmm. type of story. But I also got a little bit of, like, acting from him. You know, I felt I felt a little... It was a little, like, non-genuine. And I got child actor. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is the only real role that's kind of set up to kind of fail. It's I mean, people forget, you know, as we mentioned, you know, when in Bob Hoskins when he did... Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that's one of the most underrated acting performances that I can think of, you know what I mean? You try to think of when you're doing a movie, and you're doing a movie like this, and like like The Jungle Book, where you're only acting against fake backgrounds. You're the only human being in that. It's just so hard to get, like, the emotional cues and get everything, you know, correct. Yeah. Because you gotta, you know, you gotta laugh, you gotta cry, you gotta do all this stuff, and you're running, and Whoa. you're really running with by yourself. There's yeah, no one no, else that, around. Hence why I'm more so inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt because yeah. he's a young kid, especially doing being young. That. Who's, yeah, I don't. Has he done anything else? You know what I mean? This is I a mean, heck kid, of I mean, a first movie to kind of cut your teeth on. When I you're mean, the kid's yeah. 13, 13, 14, is yeah. still trying to figure it out. But I mean, he's only been acting since 2013. You know yeah. what I mean? So for him to be roughly three years in the game yeah. if you're to be acting in this movie by yourself against <laughs> green screens yeah. knowing that the tagline's yeah. not even you no even pressure. though you're the only one there like Bill Murray is leading this is leading yeah. this charge yeah, no, no, I'm, Idris I'm, I'm Alba not, is leading it. this charge but you're like even though you're the only person who's physically on the set mm. you're still is more, way at the bottom of the list it's as, more as challenging that it way is, it is because you're carrying this with these heavy names attached yeah, to it yeah, so yeah, I, mean, I mean I, I, I thought the kid did a relatively good job considering that without a out. I mean, you'd even mention like Christopher Walken on this. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, brother. I mean, that's heavy. Mind, like, you know yeah, what I mean? That's big. He was King Louis, and Christopher Walken played it very understated, which we're used to seeing him in uh, roles where, you know, he's 
uh, more of a dynamic figure. Absolutely. But he's still he's still Christopher Walken. You know, he I'm talks in that way, and he he's got that look. He's, more voice work, Christopher Walken. Yeah, for sure. No, he's a, he's. I think he's too distinctive I'll a voice down, you know? to get uh, voice work. He's one <laughs> oh. of those people where. Wait, what's up? The cowbell. The cowbell. The cowbell. He, in I'm, the I'm movie, a, I've heard from uh, all cowbell. He I, mentions they, cowbell. Break it down for me, man. So. Yeah. So um. <laughs> so in the movie, when uh, when Mowgli walks into the actual den or area uh, where King Louis is, mm-hmm. he starts fumbling with some stuff. Then he picks up the cowbell and he rings the cowbell, oh, and that's when okay. King Louis comes oh, out wow. straight uh, underground. Shout out! I remember that to Christopher Walken. You're like, I all lost right. it. Right, well, <laughs> that, hey, that's hey. why. That's why he just started bursting out laughing in the middle of the theater because he grabbed the cowbell, then he rung it, and then King Louis came out. Okay, <laughs> that was that was good. I, I, that did slip my mind, but I think that's an Easter egg that cats. It definitely when he was spring. Oh, yeah, it's man. cool. I mean, but my big question with this movie, yeah. I think the only one that not the only one that really matters, but just how did it look? It did looked it fantastic. Look, it looked one amazing. thing I'll definitely I mean, say is the animation on this was on point. Not just on point, like yeah, it was well animated and believable, but uh, honestly, at times I do not think it's hyperbole to say uh, it was stunning. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was stunning, and I think that really stands out in one of the shortest scenes, but most poignant when you see Ka voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Which you think you, you got other people? That, ben Kingsley yes. has a distinctive voice and an accent. It just Elba has a has a dynamic voice and an accent. Uh, Scarlett Johansson isn't somebody who's known for her voice. I wish she did that movie her with just her voice, but she does well. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, okay. Those are okay. This was definitely uh, the act. The animation was spot on, and her voice went really well with it. I can I can think of a couple more people that may have been better in the role itself. But mostly for like tonal quality, you know, and that's just what's going on in my head. But her acting, there's no bones about it, was spectacular in this because it's a scene that's supposed to, that's literally supposed to be mesmerizing. And I was in the theater like, dude, mm-hmm. basically mesmerized myself. It looked amazing. I think the culmination of the uh, the appearance was that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the hypnosis of Mowgli scene with the snake. That's uh, yeah. one taken directly from... Uh, the earlier Disney version. So, okay, I have another question. This is kind of important to me. Now, were the crows? There were there were there were no racist crows in this movie. Were they, well, so what's she going to do? Yeah, there oh, were no there were no racist there, there crows not, in this. Why movie. were they racist? Why weren't they racist, man? When a crow's they, not racist, but they weren't crows. They were they were like Disney they were is like notorious buzzards, for being but they had English again, accents. Right. What are you talking about, racist? Right. We've gone far, about. far too long on this without actually giving a legit review. I will say, I highly recommend anybody see this, but especially see it if you're a parent. It's a, it's always been a story that's been meant for like kids. This is no exception, but this movie does not pull punches, and I think that's very important. It's not patronizing the kids. It can be enjoyed by adults, and it's not too gritty, and it's not too soft. It just tells a good story and looks great. The acting is solid. Bill Murray can't help but be Bill Murray sometimes, and that may take you out of the blue scenes, but won't take you out of the movie. And I love how in this movie... Uh, it's a kid story, but Mowgli is in the jungle. You believe there's actual danger. The kid gets hurt. He bleeds. He gets like you know damaged. He's actually in peril. Yet it's not horrifying. You know, children can enjoy this, and that's one of the most important things that uh, movies like this can sometimes forget. Uh, dude. I cannot recommend this highly enough. I want to see it again. Did you have the same experience with? I mean, he's he's singing his praises as well, and I've heard the same. But I mean, overall, I mean, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, what really did it for me is how the CGI of the uh, of the animals did link up 
to those voice actors. I mean, yeah. I really believed that Bill Murray was Baloo. Well, you, you think of that, too. And I remember seeing the commercials at first, and I was like, man, that's just perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Him, him, him as uh, Baloo. It just, it just seems to fit, you know? So. I mean, and Pat's right with the uh, the scene with Ka. That definitely hit me. Like, I was mesmerized at the theater, now, too. Now, how, the, how was the action, in your opinion, as well? Did it, was it, you know, because Favreau has this way of, like, doing action, but he also, you know, has a touching story behind it. And so the action scenes, were they great? Action scenes were awesome. It was definitely a great, great action scenes. I mean, you definitely believed that. I mean, the camera work went very well that you were actually able to follow, follow uh, Mowgli as he ran. And it just, it worked out very, very well. Just the way it was pieced together. It didn't seem forced. It didn't seem too jaded. It worked very well. Good. Well, okay, Good as forever. a parent brother, would you take your son to see this? Not now. My kid's two. So uh, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, it will well, scare the hell out of them. Yeah, but go ahead. Right. Well, I recommend it, man. All right, now, Adam, you also got the lowdown on another picture, Midnight Special. Midnight special, yeah, man. This is uh, it's directed by Jeff Nichols, and I will run to the movies every time he directs anything. He did that movie, Take Shelter, mm. uh, which I thought was so, so, so good. He also did um, Shotgun Stories way back in the day, and then he did uh, the movie Mud that came out uh, more recently. I remember Mud, good right. job. And that so yeah, yeah, he's just kind of he's built this kind of this resume that I'm kind of like I just get attached to his movies, and he has this way that he's telling these stories that are so understated and beautiful, mm-hmm. and mid. Night special is kind of his his take on kind of a genre like a science fiction type story. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like a genre filmmaking, and it's and it had me super interested just to see him do it. But this follows um, uh, this this father this this guy, guy named Roy, played by Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon is one of the finest actors Wait, in I the world. I love the father type. No, he's he's fantastic, and he's just he can do anything. This, I think this actor is so underrated, and people, just, if you haven't seen like him in everything he's done, please go out and watch all his movies. Yeah, surprisingly, so, one of his best performances, Premium Rush, which you wouldn't think so because mm. it seems like a joke movie, but he was really Dude, good. He, in that. Yeah, he elevates everything he's done. So, and he's worked with Jeff Nichols, and like this is a third mm-hmm. movie together now. Mm-hmm. So he plays Roy. There's also uh, Joel Edgerton, Kirsten Dunst, um, and they're basically the parents and guardians of this children that they are on the run with and now it, you see it over the news that they this kid has been kidnapped and he's with this guy named um you know Roy Michael Shannon and he's he's kidnapped this kid and he's on the run and now these cops are are looking for them and you don't know really what's going on but you know that something's weird with the kid he's wearing like these goggles and all this weird attention's being paid to him then as you come to find out not just the cops are chasing, but there's like this cult as well that find him as like the leader. And now you start to understand the goggles. He actually uh, emits this light, this inner light that comes from his body and that can like attach to the eyes of someone else. And he's showing people things and it gives him that like piece, this, yeah, this crazy feeling. So it's like this whole, he is not from this earth. And you know that there's something just like he's kidnapped. It's like a government conspiracy. Like this kid is is something else and so now then you start to understand that Roy has the father obviously has his best interest in mind he's not trying to explain anything. he's trying to get him to a certain point so it's kind of like close encounters mm-hmm. where they're kind of all being drawn to one specific area mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you know like this this kind of cat and mouse you know chase film as well and it's done really well especially the first half of this movie is is is, is done extremely well where it's just very 
very subtle, very intense, and very like I, you know, the story keeps pulling you forward, and like you want to know more, and it just gives you piece by piece that just keeps uh, bringing you along, mm-hmm. and it starts to falter a little bit towards the end, towards the, like the the, the last uh, uh, third of the film, where it gets like just flat out sci-fi and the kind of like you're going to you kind of start to see where it's going a little bit more sure almost and and it's like a little bit too much has been revealed before like the very end I thought it maybe Mm. should have kept a little bit of the story together Mm -hmm. but this movie was acted perfectly and you know the direction was great um, except for that that last little ending piece but man this is it's good to see sci-fi like this it's kind of like uh like a, like a close encounters, like I said, and and this is Jeff Nichols like, again at the top of his game. Like I'm really excited about this guy, and I think he has another film out at the end of the year. So you get two of his films in one in one year, which is uh, is great if you like movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was this was a really fun movie to go out uh, go out and watch. I would definitely recommend people check this sucker out. Right, so this is more, one of the more uh, uh, indie films that are out right now. Or it's at the Coolidge right now. I think no, I think it's it, it did get a wide release. I saw it at Coolidge because I see anything I can there. Mm-hmm. But it's a yeah no they're playing at a, you know uh, the AMC they're playing at a Regal they're you know it, nice. it did get a wider uh, wider release for this thing so it, it's still out there I would check it out that or you know my big fat Greek wedding too what else we got to lose <laughs> <laughs> so, all right well no in all fairness that one did have big it did fat have Greeks. big I mean come on <laughs> and a wedding <laughs> and a wedding and a twice wedding. all right so midnight special you <laughs> midnight can see pseudo cyclops playing E T. It is kind of like it's yeah it's a, it's it's a weird it's like ET and he does have the Cyclops thing where he takes these he's I mean he's this kid is you know he he doesn't understand what he is mm-hmm. and you know what I mean and it's like you get this sense that this kid is you know he's struggling he you know it's the fear that you you think you're like what's wrong with me but at the same time he has this this confidence because he knows these things like he can he can pick up radio transmissions like from like any radio station and, and, and speak different languages when it's on like a Spanish station. You know what I mean? So he's making all these really weird things happen and it's kind of getting the attention of the, the NSA. It's getting the attention of all these... Well, what really, does in these days? Yeah, it's getting the attention of all these really big government agencies and then, and then obviously this cult that thinks he's the, their savior. And so everyone's kind of hunting him down and it kind of comes down to like this weird Spielberg thing where it's just the father, you know, or the single parent that can help him. Dude, so it's 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 like this touching story mixed with this like deep sci-fi and it, and it's done really in a tasteful way and I think it's yeah it's, it's great. Oh. Well, you definitely motivated me to want to check it out. Yeah, Absolutely. Man, it's, it's, well, for real, you had me at Michael Shannon. And mm-hmm. as it should, that's why I mentioned it first, man. This guy's this guy's a monster. No, Shannon's deep, man. No, dude, I'm Absolutely. A, I don't oh. check it out now, man. It didn't sound like much before, but you tell you tell me about like you know you got I beams and little kid. Well, I always knew Midnight Special was my favorite Credence song. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, shame on you. You've been watching too many. You've been watching uh, with Starman too much. <laughs> no, all remember right. they played Midnight Special at the end of uh, what was it? What? <coughs> yeah, the on the John Lithgow on the Wing of the Plane movie, the oh, Twilight um, Zone movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to see something show, really scary? Show. Yeah. No, no, that was. In the ambulance with uh, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, you're right. <laughs> All right, but dude, um, we actually got to uh, got to got to, got to play a game. Uh, this was like round the three two of for us. us. Yeah, did mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, we got to check out Dragoon. Um, recently, kickstarted game by a local company, Lay Waste Games, that we've mentioned they on the show f- before. Where yeah. they, we had them on actually presenting it, didn't they? Uh, they gave us the lowdown, and um, they, 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 the, it was the info about the Kickstarter, which they've sent met yeah. since met. 
Uh, nice. They've been releasing the first few uh, the first few versions. And, dude, we got to check it out. Got to, like, seriously dig in. I'm happy we did. Oh, man, yeah. Because uh, it, it, was, it was a fun day fi- actually getting to see what y'all are made of. Test your metal. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. I think we, we partnered up a little bit. but they, A they, little they, bit. They, yeah, they, Adam, they, Adam and I were tag team. Yo, Adam and I were tag team against the uh, the rest <laughs> of these suckers. Yo, they came at us full force. We handled things. The, the, the two geeked down. Wait, Adam, get power, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, teamwork. We didn't win. Powers. Y'all took that but, L. Like, I took that L. They, they don't need to know that. <laughs> we didn't win. But, no. Uh, yeah. My thing with the, with the game, it, and it was <coughs> fun, my thing is, is so it took a long time to start to understand this yeah, thing. That's... And now once you once you actually got it, and it, but that, it took like 45 minutes, right? It, it yeah. took almost about 45 minutes to actually no exaggeration like, know what too. we're doing. Like, I'm not, yeah, not like, that's you know, just to know what we're doing. And just to know what we're doing. But once you did, man, this thing was fun i had a lot of time and it was kind of like set up a little bit like risk where you had certain areas you wanted to kind of dominate and you could attack and there was mm-hmm. dice and it, and it all came down to like attacking like you had to out you know shoot somebody with the dice and there that came gave that sort of part where you get really frustrated yeah. <laughs> as, as exactly as you know uh, uh james can probably <laughs> yeah, probably won't real. mention but yeah, yeah this guy got heated so much <laughs> so much backstabbing yeah and there was a lot of that too we were attacking people just for the sake of doing it because we were bitter yeah. <laughs> and, right. uh, like if you're playing it with your girlfriend well, maybe you will, not, you will not play, maybe not play with your girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> you probably don't want to yeah yeah the but premise man, of this game fun. is um yeah, basically you're a dragon uh, and you want to get as many cities to uh, claim. Uh, well, you, you want to claim as many cities, uh, as many villages and as many cities as you can, because that's how you get gold. You accumulate gold, and the game is won by the dragon who accumulates the most gold. Well, fifty. At, or 50. First to fifty. Right? Well, first yeah. to fifty. But yeah, yeah whoever most, has, yeah. whoever reaches fifty gold first, uh, before the other three dragons who are tra- constantly trying to take you out, and it, it's pointless to form alliances. Because everyone else will rock you at first, at first chance. Yeah, it's pointless to have mercy on people because they will turn around and <laughs> rock you around. the first chance they get. It, it honestly, I, I love a game that it's like no every well, every dragon for themselves, and it's unabashedly fun. Yeah, there was there was no well you know I gotta I gotta really focus on strategize and plan this nine moves ahead. I'm going to I'm going to strike. It's like no, it's fly by. It's fast paced. It moves at a at a at a at a, at a solid weight at a solid clip, yep. where I plan. Well, you can you plan things like two moves ahead, and someone else will execute something like right then and there that'll make you change up your entire strategy. Yeah, I dug that. There I was- mean, the thing about it that made it really interesting is the fact that you were able to do two things at the same time. You're able to figure out how to position yourself mm-hmm. to prosper. But you were also simultaneously given the ability to just destroy someone else, or and that's what made it really good. Like um, one of our one of our buddies, Dirty D, was playing, and he said, "You know what? I'm just going to destroy all the villages just so the rest of you can't have them." Yeah, just he's like, a he's what? a petty dude, man. But I mean, was... props to him because I mean, it was a huge risk for him to say, "I'm just, I'm just going to destroy everything just so you don't have it, so I can." Potentially prosper. You know what kind of petty BS that is, though. You know what? If I can't have you it, nobody petty, can. Petty too. You did let's, it too, bro. Honest. I wasn't. Hey, man. You know, I was. Here's my thing, though. I was petty, but I was pe- like retaliate. Re- re- my pettiness was in retaliation. Yeah. And here's <laughs> the thing. Still like- the, 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 the one time I tried to be lenient, and I'm just. I, I learned my lesson. The real one quick. time. <laughs> I'm not a lenient dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> the I, one I, time. I, <laughs> once bitten, twice. You know, uh, twice. 
Twice uh, Jim Carrey in that movie, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it, it, it got raw real quick. The premise of the game, as we mentioned, is you're a dragon. Uh, you've got to protect your cave at the same time. You want to uh, get as many towns and villages under your control as possible. And the game just builds from there. The only part, and back me up, fellas, if I'm wrong here, the only part I think that wasn't really fun was trying to figure out uh, the proper approaches. Like, well, I think we was very lucky we had uh, my, uh, my buddy Donovan, who came by and played with us, he's an experienced uh, board gamer. Yeah, he seemed to know what he was doing. He seemed to have the natural aptitude to kind of, like, at least figure it out. At least give the patience, because I was kind of running out of it for a while. I was like, I don't yeah, know what the too. heck is going on. Like, <laughs> I don't too. know. This game is worth, like, literally sitting there for 45 minutes and going, like, oh, maybe this is how it's done. Maybe this is we had it laid that's out it. for Having a different time. understanding when things got confusing but, yep. was beneficial. I but think... It rewards um, your patience. It rewards your patience. It's, it's like a four-player game as well. Yes, it definitely it needs four players. I don't think it'd be good, like, one-on-one. I don't think you, yeah, uh, you would have fun that way. Yeah, the game is designed to be played by two players, three players, or four players. Yeah, in you all could honesty, do teams that way, too, but you de- definitely should have at least four teams or de- four well, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. In all honesty, I don't, I don't see... I don't think it would be that fun with just two players. No. It would be functional. It would be a functional game. But it'll probably be much quicker enjoy and less either. of a back and forth experience. This is really a social game and needs to be played by as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, also, I think the uh, the designers have taken for granted that most of the time they've shown this, they've been right there to coach people and to bring people right into it. And I think there's much less of a learning curve right, that I way think, because we really struggled yeah. uh, to I think, understand. I think I what they the could benefit from is you know a little uh, more detailed instructions. Mm-hmm. I think the pictures should probably match up better too on how the layout is. Oh, wait, no, shown. Here's what I would suggest because they did this through a Kickstarter. They have an online presence. They should do a video tutorial. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm exactly. thinking the exact same exactly. thing. Yeah. One like five minute video, a three minute video, just like giving a quick rundown would have saved us at least a half hour of confusion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it, once we got into the game, dude, I have not had that much fun in so, so long. It was good. Mm-hmm. And I, now, I don't play a lot of board hours. games. It's been a while to want to make me want to play. That's why I think at first I was like, ah, what is this? You know, and of course I was working too. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was no. at my job. You know, you know but, no, big, uh, big, prop, big props to Adam Willis for, uh, for letting us uh, occupy his personal space. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no worries. Come by more often, honestly. But uh, this was fun, man. I, I, I went sitting down and getting some game time, and I was like, wow, this, yeah, this is a great time. It was definitely. good. It was good to um, be with you guys as well, you know, and, and it, I, I definitely had a, had, a, had a really good time oh, dude, doing was this. Fun was, hanging out with you too, man. I wish I could have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've uh, we're, we've 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 uh, yeah, we've run out of our time here. Uh, dude, what's wrong? I can't speak today. Yeah, I'm bummed. Okay. Now it's time to say goodbye to Adam and his friends. No, but, um, basically what I'm getting at is <laughs> Dragoon was amazing, but we've run out of time. Uh, I would love to see an expanded version of this that would take more than four people. Because if we could have like upwards of maybe eight folks in this just battling it out, mm-hmm. I think that'd be amazing. Sure. Um, but Dragoon, I highly recommend it. Uh, the Kickstarter campaign, I think right now, is still the primary way to reach them. But if you just Google uh, Dragoon Kickstarter, that's D-R-A-G-O-O-N Kickstarter, um, you can get your own copy. They have expanded game play modes. I'm upset we didn't have enough time to check out the, uh, like they had this football one set up. We had the whole uh, the whole like rules laid out and things, and it mm. sounded fun as hell. I want to play this again, yo. We got to do another geek down day. Yeah, I'm down. Absolutely. All right. right. Um, well, it really is over, y'all. This is the last. This is the last. Uh, 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 that was the last review of the night, and now we got to say goodbye. I'm getting a little teary eyed, man. Herb. You're listening to WEMFRadio.com. That's what the man said, yo. This has been the geek down here on WEMF. I've been Pat B. Want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Want to thank my brother JM. Peace, brother. Thank you. Want to thank Herbie Herb.
Hey. Thank you for having me again, dude. <laughs> hey, no, thanks for making it sound amazing, dude. The Geek Down is brought to you by Out of the Blue Art Gallery right here in lovely Cambridge, Massachusetts. want to remind you to check them out right at 541 Mass Ave. Dude, they have art review, uh, well, art, ex- uh, ex- art exhibitions. Uh, they have, like, burlesque shows. Mm. And they really promote local artists. That's one of the biggest things I want to mention because that's nice. what's up. You know, um, local arts go through there. You can actually see what people right next door are doing, and it's always badass. It's Out of the Blue Art Gallery. You can check them out at outofthebluartgallery.com or head right in uh, if you're local to the uh, Cambridge area, if you're just in the neighborhood. It's 541 Mass Ave right here in Cambridge, dude, and it's awesome. Also, want to remind you, the Geek Down was brought to you by 320 Entertainment. Dude, uh, odds are most of the uh, shows you've been at, red carpet events, those types of things were brought to you by 320. They do amazing stuff constantly. They have a strong web presence, a strong social network presence, and you would it would behoove you to get down with that. It's 320 Entertainment. Hit them up. Um, actually, dude, one of our uh, one of our friends and fellow uh, WMF cats, uh, Sterling Golden, is a uh, is a uh, is a main figure in that. So you mm. know, check them out. Hit them up mm. and see what's good. Get your potty on. 320 Entertainment. And want to remind you all, this has been the Geek Down right here on WEMF Radio. If you heard anything that you want to chime in on, get in on the conversation, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or go to the site itself and get you and get your comment on at geek-down.com. All right, we'll catch you online. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Hit us up anywhere there and let us know what's good. And dude, up until until then, I mean, shh. Another awesome showdown, and we will catch you right here on WEMFRadio.com. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until next week, be excellent to each other, kids. Peace. Peace. Peace.